0: Hey Dragons, welcome to special number 10 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This episode is with Daniel Soule from BitPix and the Holly Shorts Film Festival. That film festival kicks off today, August 11th at 7.30pm down at the TCL Chinese Theater. And it's going to continue Friday through August 20th. From noon to midnight every day. So go check out a couple awesome short films. It should be a lot of fun. If you are not in the Hollywood area, feel free to go to bitpix.com and subscribe to the Film Fest. You can screen all the films at your convenience whenever you want. Also, everyone remember that Dumbbells and Dragons is going to be at NerdCon coming up in Escondido on the weekend of August 27th and 28th. And on the 28th, we are going to be taking part in a panel with our friends from Geekitude, Weck, and The Average Geek Show. So come check that out. It's going to be 10 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. But it is VIP, so we are making it a very special experience. We are going to have swag For so many people so come hang out have a good time last but not least if you would please leave me a review or a rating on itunes google play or wherever you listen to podcasts i would really appreciate it and if there's anything you think i can do to improve the podcast go ahead leave me a comment on one of the numerous social medias and i will definitely take that to heart so thank you all so much enjoy the show workout nerd out in the basement, rolling dice, rolling dice, I'm a wizard, when we play we do it right, candle slicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind, just for kicks, DM says you're gonna die, roll a, roll a D6, roll a D6, roll a D6. Welcome again dragons to another episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, Kenny Rotter here and today I am bringing you Daniel Soul from BitPix and the Hollywood Shorts Film Festival. Daniel, how are you doing today? Good, good. Doing great. Doing great. Excellent. So, so Daniel, uh, why don't you tell everybody out there a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, well, so um, so uh, to talk about myself a little bit and then go into our relationship with Theo, uh, we, uh, we started the festival together in 2004, was like the initial discussions, and the first year was 2005. Um, we, uh, Theo and I... Go way back we went to high school together we were childhood friends from miami florida um i moved here in 2000 from miami um my brother was a long-time actor he lived out here with my grandmother and so i've had some family ties to los angeles since i was a child i'd visit here every summer uh, it was always a place i'd envision like moving to so i never had ideas of movie business or what i wanted to do i just know i wanted to get here um i just loved being here and i wanted to come back so when i got to tw- you know 20 years old i was like okay Time to pack the bags and just move out to L.A. and just figure this out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then I had a discussion with Theo before I did, and, and he said he would come too. And I wasn't sure. I came first, and he came like a year or so later. And uh, But then he didn't move out here, and we made it happen. So um, once we got out here, we realized you need to try to do something on your own because this town is full of talk. Um, people just want to talk about what they're doing and not do anything. <laughs> it's kind of what we noticed very early on working on sets and productions as a PA on Tony K films and working on some of those productions. Cause my brother was an actor in some of Tony K's movies and commercials. So he got me jobs and, uh, just learned on the fly and then decided that we needed to start a film festival. We just had a discussion one day and thought it'd be a great event to get started. We felt there was no good short film festival in Los Angeles, a good place for shorts. Um, we knew of LA film festival, obviously attended liked it but didn't see the love for shorts there we knew people in this town that were making short films and and wanted to get their films out there had no no way they had nowhere to go with it so we thought "Mm, start a short festival and see what we can do and uh, and then that was sort of a simple earnest beginnings but all of a sudden it took a life of its own and kept growing and we kept working it and trying to figure out how to make it better and grow and and now we're here but uh yeah just started from just a simple discussion of hey we should do a film festival no, it, it, it. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty simple.
0: <laughs> there you go. You are just about getting ready to kick off the Holly Shorts Film Festival. Uh, real quick, tell us a little bit what that is, just so people can can have that in their minds when they're planning out their weekend.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the Holly Shorts Film Festival is uh, going to be it's in its 12th year uh, this coming uh, year, which is tomorrow, opening night, August 11th. So we're, we're kicking off tomorrow. Uh, we're a 10-day festival, August 11th to 20th this year. Um, so we've been doing the festival now 12 years, and early early days was a lot smaller than that. We had two days, 23 movies. Now we have 10 days, and we show 400-plus movies uh, of all genres and all types of shorts, uh, focusing mainly, not 100% strictly, but mainly on short film programming and short-form content. So we have music videos, animation films, documentaries, comedies, horror films, all in the short space. Uh, so we have a lot of genres to cover and a lot of films, and uh, yeah. So we we were here starting tomorrow on the TCL Chinese Theater six, uh, all ten days, and and uh, it's gonna be a busy, busy, crazy, long week. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, but I know it's gonna be well worth
0: it. Now, this is just for my own knowledge and maybe people out there. What constitutes a short film? Like, what's the time cut off?
1: Well, it, different people have different opinions on that, uh, but there is a sort of. Max area runtime. Uh, the Academy recognizes films 40 minutes and less. I think it might even go to 45 and under, possibly. I don't quote me on that for sure, but I know it's in that range. We, we we accept films that are 40 minutes or less. We used to be at 30 minutes or less for a long time, so we consider 30 minutes or under was the, the sweet spot. But some films are a little longer. We have documentary films tend to go into the 35 minute range, 37 minute range, and that kind of that kind of area. So we accept films 40 minutes or less. Uh, most fall in the average 15 minute range on average. Um, so it really depends on the type of story, type of film. Um, you might have a short, that's just a narrative on a girl giving us a, a, a you know, just basically a monologue scene where she's at, at a funeral talking and it's just, that's the short. So it might be a five minute essentially scene, or you have films that have much more story structure and go into like 30 minute range and, and dealing with more topics and, and have more story there and are longer. So it really depends, but that's, that's basically the, the top end area to the to low end. It could be up to a minute or two. And then, you know, up to forty minutes, give or take.
0: And I'm sure you can see some some pretty incredible storytelling in that five to ten minute range, which I think is just
1: massively impressive. Well, oh, certainly, certainly. Well, that, that's the thing about what we love about shorts is that you can tell any story you want. Uh, there's a lot less structure in that in that sense. Uh, whereas a feature film, you have to you know follow the the sort of narrative of you know, the three act structure and you know the screenplay structure there, and hour and a half to two hours. Um, story arc is different, like all these things that you have to sort of follow and cover, especially commercially. If you're thinking about commercial viability, so that's a different storytelling method than what you see with short films, where the narrative can be anything really. So it's sort of open to. It's just it's a cool thing to sit and see when you watch films and you're judging. You see a slew of films, you don't know what you're going to get, and the story can be of all types and all kinds. So it's uh it's pretty pretty cool and pretty impressive. And that from that standpoint, we get excited to see you know what stories are being told by filmmakers all over the world.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I, de- I definitely think that's one of the most intriguing things that brought my uh, my attention to the film festival. Now, how do you... The growing range in cinema these days is we keep getting longer and longer films. You know, every film is two, two and a half, three hours, The Revenant, um, anything Tarantino does, all the new superhero movies... Uh, even some animated movies. And I've always found that to be a little bit of a juxtaposition to our evolving attention spans. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we now are on social media where we think in 140 characters or Instagram, Snapchat, where we think in, you know, a picture or a 32nd or less, uh, you know, iMovie, um, Do you see anything, like, do you think that could be one of the reasons why short films, you went from two days
1: to 11 days? Well, that's part of it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a few factors. Uh, One of of them is that. I think, as a whole, we've seen not only that change, where it's the attention span and the, the thinking and mindset of filmmakers, content creators... Um, the, the go along with that is the, the, accessibility of equipment now, the quality and accessibility of the equipment. It's not like you can just get any camera. I mean, the camera, the cameras now and the equipment now and the gear, different price ranges, more affordable than they were once were. The, the accessibility is different. You can shoot something of even, I mean, you've seen films at Sundance that are shot on an iPhone. I mean, that's now some could argue the merit of that. Some maybe don't like that, but still, it's, it's doable. It is, it's, you can not, you can't argue it's tangible. It can, it can happen. Whereas before, that was just wasn't a thing that could happen. When we started the festival 12 years ago, 13 years ago, you saw VHS submissions still coming in. Uh, we had film prints still coming in. People were still making films more on film, which we think could have a resurgence. Um, but outside of that or not, it, it was something that was, was seen more commonly. And films were being made for thesis projects and more of the narrative structure uh, to impress or show a talent for a future Feature gig. So it was a different motivation of why you made a film and why the student films were making the films and what kind of films we were getting. And also they all were shot on film. And uh, so it was a different accessibility to equipment. So the amount of films were being made were less. So we got less films, different formats. There was no online yet, no YouTube yet. So the motivation for making something was, was different. And the idea oh I can make something and I could actually get it out there to people was different. It just was, it just was, it was just, there was not the same accessibility and ideology was different. And now, you're seeing the combination of attention span and people wanting short films and actually desiring to see short films. Whereas back then, people were thinking of shorts as oh, this artistic medium. or You know, there was like this sort of not hatred, but oh, just some shorts. Or there was like this sort of negative connotation, which uh, I don't agree with, but that that's what was kind of out there. And then that I think is no longer the case, uh, or at least it's going towards the direction of being no longer the case. Um, so it's a it's a storytelling way that has actually kind of exploded. A little bit and, it, and it's helped us obviously grow as a festival we see thousands of submissions now not just 400 submissions or 200 submissions we're getting you know 2500 plus so that's you know and then Sundance gets over 8,000 shorts submitted so that's a different thing altogether, and, and that that's part of it it's just the uh, it's all fed into it the same thing the social media the sharing the being able to share a video you see or a film you see we had a film last year Smiling Man that was one of the horror finalists great horror film and after the festival, we've seen it just kind of snowball and grow and grow. The views on Vimeo are million plus and people are sharing this thing and loving it and posting it on Facebook and all these things. So we're seeing that that growth and that, that, that push and we have it on BitPix as well so people can see that there. So it's it's now there's ways to actually distribute the films and get them out there. That wasn't wasn't the case before. That's,
0: that's excellent. I mean I, there's obviously all these new avenues for distribution and like you kind of hinted at, there's now all these different vehicles for filming, um, yeah. not just shorts, but film in general. I know, have you ever heard of the movie Escape from Tomorrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was the, it was the movie shot almost completely on iPhones. That was a pirate movie shot in Disneyland without yeah. their, yeah. Uh,
1: for their permission. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that.
0: I, I saw the movie. I, I thought it was interesting. I didn't necessarily think it was that great, but you know, that's, that's to each their
1: own. <laughs> yeah. But the, the point back to that point is it, it, it did, it happened. You may yes. not like it, but it, it, it exists. So that's, that's the difference in the conversation. Whereas before that, that just, just, there was a time when that just was not a possibility. Like yeah. just that's no, there's no arguing that. That's what I guess what I was trying to get at earlier is an no, argument. No, at, whereas there is the argument to, okay, merit and what's quality, what's not quality film versus video. What, what do people like? Why do they like it? Pixelation, film, film, print, what's better? All those discussions. But still the point is that there's, there is accessibility now. And there's the, you can't deny the, the growth and the amount of films that are being made. That's just that we've seen and it's helped us grow. We didn't know this would happen in that way. Well, we didn't, we can't sit here and say that we can take credit for that. Uh, <laughs> we just got lucky in that way. We, we, we focused on what we could do to make the event as good as we could and as strong as possible and uh, keep trying to grow. And then from there, we've seen the expansion in all these areas and, and technologies and everything else. So we sort of were along for that timing. So I guess in that sense, the timing was was uh, fortuitous, I guess.
0: Oh, excellent. And if I can ask, and if you remember, what was that first uh, uh, step that took you from the discussion and the just talking about it to actually putting that plan into into motion.
1: Well, it was um, well, the, well, see, be the beginning it was very small. So because it was, well, let me actually take it a step further back and we go back a little bit. Um, my brother, uh, I mentioned his acting. He had a theater. Hit a theater called the Space Theater. Um, it was a space theater. in East Hollywood. Uh, it was just a theater for for, for plays. Uh, he, he was a, a producer of plays. He directed plays. He's an actor. Uh, they had acting classes, and they did little showcase events for actors and things like that. 40-seat theater, hole in the wall. Uh, he improved it, put his money into it. And so he had this space. So we had something. that had a place to go. So we knew, okay, we had this place. How do we do something here? How do we get it started? And so I talked to my brother, and he just gave us two days for a few hundred bucks to take the place for the weekend. You know, we had to move out like an AA meeting that was going there. We told them, sorry, we need the place for the weekend. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, they moved it up the street. And, um, and then we just said, okay, now we have a date set. We know we have a place for two days. And now we got to figure out how to get submissions. <laughs> so it was just from there. It was the steps of, okay, now what do we do? How do we get films? What's our process? What's our fee? You know, I think it was like at the time, like $10 to submit or something. Um, we made a, a PDF application. And uh, sent out the mail to some people. People found us online. We put a, a blog spot up. We didn't have the means or money for a website yet. And just basically just got started. Said, okay, we're going to do this. This is the date. And we're going to make this happen at this time. And, and yep. just we're going to go for it and figure it out on the fly. And from there, we got a projector. So we had to get a projector. I got one from my friend. He had one. We could afford it. So I bought it off him. He didn't want it anymore. It was a great projector. something like, perfect. We got a projector. Now we can show movies. Let's get a sheet or a screen. And let's make this happen. <laughs> so it was very... Uh, very humble beginnings and very uh you know um hole-in-the-wall vibe <laughs> right. it was much yeah it was much different than that
0: yeah that's still such a a great you know we're not going to take no for an answer we've got this well, yeah. idea we're going to put it into fruition that's yeah you that, did that what was Canada what it was
1: did. it was like we were like the hell with this this is going to happen for better or worse we're going to do this and we'll see where it goes and obviously you know it may have failed or maybe it was really bad or maybe it was a bad idea or you know but we Caught the bug, I guess you could say. We, we put the vent on the first day. First shows were packed. We actually like sold out. Uh, it was a 40 C theater again, very small, but we sold it out. Um so standing room only and you know, it was sweat box hot in there, showing these movies. And uh, it was happening. We felt the energy, people were excited about having this opportunity. We just felt like okay, this this can be something. So we felt good about it. Maybe if we walked away feeling bad, or maybe we just went to hell and it just just bad, and then, then we would have said, you know what? Let's not do this anymore. Let's uh we try uh, to just Let's stop now. Um, but we felt really strong about it, and, and the energy was great. So we kind of got excited by that and said, okay, now how do we make this better? We got we to figure out how to make this bigger. This is too small. You know, I love the space theater, but you know, that was just a starting point. Whoa. Um, so, yeah, then we just then went from there. But, you know, just two days, kept it minimal and simple to do for a start. We knew we couldn't get over our heads. We didn't have investors. So we had to just get this thing started out of pocket and just, and just try to go from there.
0: And people may think that a 40 a 40 seat theater is is not that big of a deal but you said that's 2004 that's the days before
1: facebook and twitter and social media Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a different way of promoting that. You, yeah, you know, had to try to take out some, some printed ads and then how to promote, try to get articles or try to get blog stuff written or LA Times to have a little piece somehow written or somewhere in a, in like a, you know, the classified or something. I mean, thinking of newspaper stuff and we were trying to get LA Weekly, you know, all right, let's see what they write about us. Can we get a small classified ad somewhere? How do we get in there somehow? Um, you know, getting stuff written in those two publications some way. I think it was like classified or some kind of like about section or something for the week. You know, I don't know if that even did anything. I mean, but, you know, you had to try that kind of stuff. Um, Different way of promoting altogether. I mean, it was just, it was, and you kind of forget about it, but it also was a lot of seats. I imagine trying to fill, you know, the Chinese theater with, with no uh, (laughs) online means. uh, I don't even know. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, it was the word of mouth of filmmakers like, hey, there's an opportunity here to screen. People were excited about it. The local filmmakers really rallied behind it, um, which was cool. And that's what was needed because at the time we're not going to, I think one person flew in, actually flew in for it, which was impressive and scary at the same time it was pretty small so i really wanted expectations tempered but uh um you know for the most part it was local folks that came out the out of town films we showed we had a film from india i don't know how they even found us (laughs) um i don't know i really don't uh we posted the thing online and people found us some some people found from different places but it was like 30 submissions we're talking about here um but yeah we had films from from a few different countries and didn't attend but um but we had films from different places showed them off dvd yeah, DVD player so
0: <laughs> Looking back on just reflecting on that story that you just told me and where you are now does it ever
1: feel sur- surreal to you? A, a little bit sometimes eh? sometimes it does when you, 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 you actually think about it uh, it's hard sometimes in the middle of all this and, and when we're like on the eve of another event and you're so scrapped for so many different things and so like focus on this and that stress the ball is little weird details and just your mind is kind of all over the place we take a step back and realize and look at photos or think about that beginning, it's, it's something. I mean, we have to at least try to, you know, try to take a step back and, and appreciate as best we can. It's not easy to do, but it, it's true. It's a long way from there, yeah. and it was a different time, different thing. It, it feels like a lifetime ago. I mean, 12, 13 years is long. I don't know, I was early 20s, I was not even out of college yet. I'm still in college. Uh, so, you know, it was like in college doing this, I was at Cal State Northridge. It was, it's just like, it's interesting to think of that. And then, you know, to keep pushing it and get to this point here. Now, I'm, you know, adults married now, Theo's got kids. I mean, we were, we've seen the, the change in growth, both in the festival and of course, personally, ourselves. Um, you know, we didn't start this in our fifties. We didn't have investor money. We had to just scrap and claw and do what we had to do. And, and that's excellent to go from, let's
0: a borrowed or a, or a secondhand, projector screen to probably the most iconic theater ever.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's, uh, it's something we didn't even realize when we came here. We kind of uh, underappreciated the value or the, the knowledge of worldwide how important the Chinese theater is. And I personally had an affinity to this place. I came here as a kid. My mom brought me here. I saw Goonies here. My first movie was here. So I mean, that's a whole talk about some full circle stuff. That's kind of crazy to think I came here as, you know, I saw my first movie here and then yeah, see, I, I didn't even think about it that way until right now, really. <laughs> Just talking about it. I mean, I really, literally, that happened. And I saw Fugitive here, and we're seeing some, some iconic movies over the years, when we visited every summer, or when we did actually live here as a kid. So it's uh, it's weird to think that. And then, Do you- although I guess I lied. I, I did have a moment. We actually had the opening night downstairs in the Grumman's. Uh The old school, you know, the main Chinese, you know, the, the Grommens. Because now we're up in the Sixth Plex. It's a whole complex in the same theater, but we're upstairs in the, the Sixth Plex, but the, the Grommens downstairs. Um, for our opening night a few years ago, and and we stood in front of the crowd, or we this huge crowd, it's you know a thousand people. It's like it's pretty, it was pretty cool. It was like, wait, this is this is neat. You had to appreciate, you know, put a lot of work and time into something. You should take a step back and appreciate. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in front of this theater now. I'm actually here doing this at this theater that people is renowned over the world. People love this place. People come from all over the world to see it and come to see a movie here. And I see my first movie here. I mean, that, that's that's uh, that's cool stuff. It's cool stuff. It's something that's definitely important to try to appreciate that you know and i don't do it enough but you know it's true it's huh. pretty cool uh, it's pretty and it's a good place we wanted to be here we, we knew it was the like, sort of the goal back then even we thought okay we got to get to this place not start and stay at the you know space theater i mean you know, it was, <laughs> that was just to start things we love the place it's you know that was right. our home to start but it's you had to grow we knew okay how do we get to this, this place and we're hollywood film festival holly short we need to be at the chinese theater this kind of venue we can't just be a smaller venue we need to grow to that so that was always sort of the back of our minds and we just got to keep getting there and eventually we've, we did get here
0: that's excellent and that's that's just a that stresses the importance of visualization that you saw yourself at, at the chinese theater and now you're there but
1: you've, yeah yeah you've, oh i'm sorry go ahead no i was just saying yeah that's it's uh, part of the process it was definitely something we always were thinking about it wasn't like even then thinking ahead of what what are how do we get to the the next place and how do we get there yeah. You know, was part of the, the thought process.
0: So a little bit of a fun question. You've mentioned a couple times that you saw your first movie there. Do you remember what that movie
1: was? Oh, it was Goonies. It was Goonies? Yeah. Oh, they never say die. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was funny because I remember, I remember also being incredibly impatient and awful to my my brother, who was like really not liking me. He was pissed off the whole time. I, I, was, I, mean, I was like, I don't know. It was like five, four, three, five. I was really young yeah I just remember just being oh, yeah, I was so little I was just like the whole time like tugging on him like hey is this almost over what's going on and I was like freaked out by the whole thing my first time being a movie theater you know it was like I was i was like annoying little brother I was yeah, like absolutely remember, like the whole time like shut it is this is almost over yet no no shut up you know it's just like the as, whole time
0: <laughs> as as I am a little brother myself I'm sure I did those same sort of things to my bigger sister
1: so absolutely no yeah he was not happy <laughs>
0: So, this is not just a, a film festival for the people in L.A. or the people in Hollywood. People all over the world can see your submissions via BitPix.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about BitPix? Yeah, so so BitPix is in its, basically an inception. Uh, it's very new. Um, we started this this year. Uh, it's been a vision of ours, uh, thinking to the idea of how China Cedar was a place we want to get to kind of thing. This was sort of another... Uh, venue, so to speak. Um, we we always wanted to be able to see how we can take the films from the festival, and you know we see great films every year, and not just screen them and say, okay, we're in a festival, you participate, we get to meet everyone, it's great. Show the films in the theater and all that's awesome, but how do we take it to the next step of how do we get this, these films more exposure outside of the festival, more distribution? Yeah, so you know our goal was to get Bitpix to you know to grow and get wider distribution for the films on our festival. I mean we've seen people acquire films from our festival and. And we're thinking, okay, well, we have access to all these great films and filmmakers, and let's let's create something ourselves to be able to give that back to the filmmakers and do more for the company, the brand, and the filmmakers instead of just sort of sourcing all this stuff out. And we know we're the curators of, we feel strongly, you know, about curation of good films. Uh, it's our festival, and people are coming to the festival to look for films and trusting our taste. So we're like, we need to do something ourselves instead of just. You know, in the same mantra, the same way we've always tried to do things is be aggressive about trying to make stuff happen. We felt this was the, the next step away because of the growth of the short film making, the short film world, the, the, the platforms, the phones, the distribution, the whole model, everything has changed. So seeing Vimeo and all these platforms grow, we felt it was time to make our own. So um, with BitPix, we have 400 films up um, at the moment, give or take, and, and we're looking to keep growing that. We have also the online film festival. Um, so basically, the films during the festival that want to participate Uh, during the 10 days only a limited window people can actually buy a pass to see the films online so if you can't attend you're in Germany like hey my film's playing but I can't make it or I know someone that's got a film in there and I really want to see the films and check out these films for the window of the festival if you can't attend you can still sort of attend virtually Um, so that's something that people can do and buy that pass for the 10 days and on top of that they also get an annual subscription to go with that to the the rest of the films it's going to be a subscription service SVOD and we'll have a monthly uh, fee for films to to see the films on, on the site Uh, and also on Roku and Amazon and soon Apple and uh, working on that. And then um, people can also buy an annual pass. And and, uh, yeah, so that's something that we're offering now at the festival this year. Um, We did it last year through VHX, and now this year we're doing it ourselves through our own platform, BitPix.
0: That's excellent. I know I was – when I first was looking into this, I was like, uh, you know, I don't – I'm not going to be able to make it for all 11 days. That's a huge commitment, I think, for anybody. Yeah. But this way, I get to see many more of the films. Um, a, from the comfort of my own home, especially, like, after a long day, if I don't want to make deal with the traffic down to Hollywood. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it, yeah. also, I think it's great that I, I can see it from not just the website. I can, like, it's on my Roku, which is on, you know, my TV downstairs, pop a bowl of popcorn, sit down on the couch with my wife and my dogs.
1: Yeah, and that's critical. That's the whole thing. That's critical because it has to be part of the home entertainment process. It can't just be, oh, I have to see it through my phone or my, my my computer. That's not as viable for people to actually sustain entertainment-wise, uh, to say I'm going to be at home and I'm going to actually watch something on my computer. No. I mean, people do it, and that's that's part of that. But it's the the connection to home comfort, popcorn television, TV, you know, the whole process, the whole that aspect of it is is critical to the whole thing um to have it streaming available through roku and these and amazon tv and apple soon these these this is the future of television i mean this is you can't ignore that that the future of television seems to be going that path of is cable going to be lost in some time is it going to all go towards streaming only and then people buying it is sort of the customer deciding what they want to watch instead of okay programmers are putting on tv what you have to watch because that's what the schedule and that's what's on now live television is always part of the equation here and that's the difference but if that actually crosses over, NFL's already doing stuff where they're putting games on streaming. So oh. we're seeing this change now. So this is this stuff is happening. Well you so, can, I yeah. I am
0: aware that you can get any sporting event. Um, it probably the NBA, but that's the only one I'm not sure of. Like uh, my wife and I, we cut the cord. I haven't had cable in seven years.
1: Wow. See? Well, there you go. That's that's uh yeah. And that's I mean, before even all this. stuff is really starting to. Cause I know there's a lot of younger generation kids where they don't they, see. We, it's like for you and I, we grew up on television and cable. Oh yeah. Uh, it was something that was more of a central part of the household in a lot of ways. The American household. Uh, you know, TGIF and this kind of stuff. A B C Fridays. Uh-huh. You know, there's certain there's certain stuff you had to tune in and maybe you maybe you watch something and I, I'm gonna record on V A C R to make sure I didn't miss it. I mean, that's as best you can do. At the time, I mean, it's different. So now, that's all changed. Way different now. So now, people are choosing, saying, "Okay, I want to, want to watch my shows. I want to watch my Netflix, and I'm going to catch up on a whole season. I'll just watch the whole season in one sitting, and not have cable because I can watch the shows I want to watch and just stream them and not have to have cable. Um, that's that's a big change. And the generation now is growing up that way. They're not growing up with the expectation of cable the same way we were, or I was, or anyone, anyone in our age range. Um, you know, it, it's different. It's different. So what happens? What happens in the next? 20 years what happens when these kids grow up What, what do they do they, they tune out cable all together do they say how the with that does, does the providers change or does do the cable companies change so this is this is something that has to be noticed and paid attention to uh i don't know what's gonna happen none, none of us do but it's something that is very interesting and you're seeing that change and that shift in that paradigm so that thinking is different this is something we can get ahead of and provide for huh. now maybe people don't like it maybe it's for some old school i mean i do like i still have direct tv uh because I, I like to watch certain things on, on the dime or just have it right then and there or i'm used to having certain channels and i do like live events um so that live event thing and, and that connection for me is still there but i'm streaming stuff more and more maybe i'll decide soon enough that I'd cut the cord too i know people who always work with and look at the festival do it they're watching apple tv and things like that all the time all the time so it's 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 happening
0: well, what I think is great about about everything on streaming nowadays is now instead of scheduling your life around TV, you can now schedule TV around your life. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. My, my my favorite show of all time is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Awesome. Nice. And so I knew September through May Tuesdays seven p.m. Exactly where I was gonna be.
1: Right. And, and so, then, and that's that's a, that's like that's now where you're like, what the hell? That's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like they have to be, you know, accountable in that time. And you may still like it as a part of it is still. Like, there's something to look forward to. Like obviously, like HBO's programming Sundays, like the heavy day for them. Oh, so you know, Game yeah. of Thrones at six o'clock and stuff. I and mean, you kind of know their main show is gonna be at that six time frame. And that's the norm for like the for like the pay cable channels like Showtime and everything. But you can still on demand that or record it so easily now. So it's still, well, yeah. you don't have to be in front of your TV that same way where Buffy, had it. you had if I mean, you, 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 missed, you it. missed it, you missed it. You missed it. And HBO
0: is actually phenomenal. It's the only service I've found that is this phenomenal that updates as soon as the episode airs on the East Coast. Yeah. So, and I just yeah. think, uh, technology-wise, it's we're living in a phenomenal time for streaming, for aspiring filmmakers, for... Um, for new kinds of media, um, expanding media, like you said, the uh, the short films. And I, I'm i really looking forward to where we're going to be in the next 5, 10
1: years. Well, yeah, no, it's exciting. It's, well, it's exciting times. And uh, for us, we feel that this can be exciting for us and this as well. Um, we like to think that there, this is the the growth will be going forward and we're going to be on a sort of escalator motion going up. Um, steadily and then that a climb of the amount of content, the amount of prospects for companies, investors who want to go this route and say this is where we want to take our attention to or say hey, we want to provide programming in this way for this audience of everyone with their phones so now the screens are big enough to work can actually watch or stream off the phone directly to the television, which is so easy now um, where we do that all the time, just streaming films, you just, they just stream, stri- strictly just Apple TV, just streams to the phone, right to the television and boom from your phone on your tv you're watching everything on a 16 train um that's that's changed everything the, the dynamic has changed um so from from the viewer standpoint i love the idea of netflix as i get to go binge watch narcos or binge watch house of cards or i can just watch what i want to watch when i want to watch it um that's like now to some maybe they don't like that they like the the build up and the one week wait and this kind of stuff but that's that's pretty exciting that's exciting I think for a lot of people and also the do that fact that now providers are looking for content so you have companies that are going in very aggressively like Amazon and Netflix at the festivals now they're at Sundance and they've spent a lot of money um, so there's, there's a counter argument to both sides some people say okay well, that leaves things and what are they looking for and what's the worst of quality and this and that and there's going to be other arguments and other sides of the argument but you still can't deny there's, it's sort of changing the game I mean, so it's something to pay attention to you can't ignore that and look at things too traditionally. It's important to at least pay attention to that and try to figure out what the plan is on that.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, I think they're because they're Amazon, Netflix, Hulu aren't really governed. Like there are guidelines for them. They can do so much more. Um, yeah. And yeah, it. I just think it's phenomenal. But talking, moving the conversation to a little bit more about you. Um. Just out of curiosity, what are your favorite types
1: of short films, or what's your favorite genre of film? It's uh, tough to say. I mean, I it's 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 a, I mean, when it comes to shorts, uh, being that I've watched this many for so many years, I don't know the number. I don't really know the number, but I know it's it's a you know pretty. Pretty high number, uh, more than most people, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe people watch a lot of Netflix. I mean, it's uh, YouTube videos and whatnot. But as a whole, watching short narrative films, I've uh, seen a lot, seen thousands, thousands, thousands. So, um, I really enjoy being that we watch so many films. I do like genre films a lot. I love great action films, sci-fi films, uh, horror films. I'm a big horror fan. So, seeing. Genre films has been exciting for us as the festival's grown because early on, like I said, it was more of it was a, the storytelling and the, the genre stuff was light. We didn't get too many films that were more on the, the genre side. Okay. Like it was more of just the the narrative, dramatic nature, you know, more of the, in that traditional festival sense. I guess you can say, like, you know, in the Academy sense of like more heavy drama, and um, which awesome they're fantastic films, and I, I love all. I'm not in any way downplaying that. But what I mean is the of seeing hundreds and hundreds of films in that manner you know and, and personally having a, a love of genre films and love horror films and you're not seeing them and then now you start seeing them it's exciting to see that change and growth and the quality of those films has gotten better and better because again the short form space you, you get films made that the story is what you make it, it it's a sort of the handcuffs are off so you're seeing really original creative storytelling, um, uh, done in a way that's, that's really, really refreshing. So for us to see films like that, we see this awesome, awesome horror film, a really, really fun sci-fi action film. And then also the quality of visual effects and the quality of acting and production is also risen big time. So you're seeing that to go with it. It's not like we're watching films that feel, um, uh, or sort of, I guess you could say amateur or whatever. Um, yeah. the, the, the level of production is very high. So the entertainment value is high. So, um, yeah, from a personal standpoint, that's I mean, the shorts when we're watching that, I can't sit here and say that I don't enjoy those films. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we all have our, our pleasures or guilty pleasures or whatnot, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but, but also the, you know, last year's winter shock was an incredible, incredible film nominated for an Oscar. Um, that was a drama that was just fantastic. So you're seeing that film and seeing that performance and the gut-wrenching performance of the kids and it touches you in a way you feel that. That's a, that's always impressive seeing thousands and thousands of films and then a film just stand out like that and you can't forget it Um, so I obviously streamed love for a film like that and that film won the festival so um, you know you get to have films that also you know tuck at the heartstrings and make you feel them um, you know in a way that you would feel from something you've seen growing up or any great really great drama or a great film over the years you know in theaters, I mean, you see something like that. So,
0: does anything surprise or shock you anymore with all the amount of movies?
1: Also, yeah sometimes, yeah, sometimes there's uh, a <laughs> there's a uh, uh, you just if you want to check out some surprises, come to the midnight shows, you'll see some surprises. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely. there's, some, there's uh, some awesome surprises that I don't want to spoil anything. See, I want to promote, but also not give too much love to just specific films over others for this year's crop but uh Absolutely. there's there's a there's, there's some stuff the midnight program is a is also a favorite program of mine because it's um films that are the awesome awesomely either awesomely bad in a great way adventurous <laughs> crazy violent um or just stuff that's like awesome be cinema that you would be sh- it's just shocking sometimes there's some films that just <laughs> totally shocking that throw just like way You're like you're like wow (laughs) I can't (laughs) believe some of the i mean the storylines and some of the stuff that happens in these films um and to us that's fantastic some programmers don't like these kind of films because they push the buttons too much or maybe people think it's too gratuitous i think they're amazing uh so there's a few in there this year in particular that uh that it's like uh there's some wow moments you're like they really literally went there (laughs) so you do get you do get surprised and still don't forget because uh even with so many films it's uh there's always some and that's the, again the beauty of it. It's something you never think you'd see. And you're like, I can't believe I just saw that.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, I'm definitely gonna take a look at the schedule and see what's showing at some of the midnight ones, and maybe I'll catch them uh, catch them on the uh, BitPix app.
1: Yeah, you see them there as well, or you know, or if you want, to check it out for the the midnight and, and drinking crowd. And <laughs> that's uh. Yeah, it's some, some fun stuff. It's uh, it's worth the beauty of what we're able to expand with the ten days that we, we now can program to more specific types of, of films and storytelling. Whether it's the family dramas, whether it's the the stuff that's really you know humorous and dark comedy, or the stuff that's really grotesque and funny in that way, or you know pushing the boundaries. There's different types of films being made that now we have the opportunity to show. Whereas before, in you know, three days, you, you you know you can't show a movie that's that out there in some ways against something that's a really, a, you know, say a cancer drama, or something that's more heavy and more serious in tone. All of a sudden you throw on a comedy that's really pushes it and is out there and maybe grotesque or, or sexual or weird or, you know, that doesn't fit right. So people are going to feel a bit uncomfortable about the timing of how you program. It. So now with the space and time we have, we, we can program what we feel the best of the best of all types of genres and styles to really showcase where we feel a great broad range of awesome filmmaking. So that's, that's how we look at it.
0: Excellent. Um, so I'm taking a look at the time. I am, I know you've got your, the event kickoff is tomorrow. So I know you're running a thousand different ways. So, Hey, I wanted to say, I absolutely appreciate you giving me some time this evening. Absolutely appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me. Definitely a
0: pleasure. You are very, very welcome. And just to wrap up a little bit, do you have like Aside from the BitPix app, a resource or an app that either helps you stay connected to um, short films or helps you uh, in your entrepreneurial efforts?
1: Um, in the sense of, well, for Holly Short specifically or just uh, no, in,
0: in, in general? In general, if there's something that you use that you're like... Either this keeps me on track business wise, or this just helps me watch awesome content that I love.
1: Well, that's that's probably I would say is is really for us naturally Vimeo. I mean, because of the the fact that you have the combination of just the filmmakers using it to post their links and private links to share with us, so we can share with our judges uh, or have access to it to watch. A drop of a dime, and also to be able to go on the site and peruse and see what their, their staff pick is, and knowing them over there, you know, and, and knowing that their, their taste sometimes coincides with ours, and we have films that are programmed that then make it onto Vimeo and get staff pick at that point and get great views and get exposure from them. So that's a resource for us we think is it sort of fits naturally in that way, and it's something where we're on Vimeo so much, um, just based on the actual side of us using it technically, but also the other side of just you know perusing, looking for good films and seeing what's out there. Okay, excellent.
0: And where can people connect with either uh, Holly Shorts, uh, BitPicks, or you personally, if you want to give out that information? Don't yeah, feel out. Yeah, well,
1: maybe. yeah, well, it's uh, it's uh, we're on HollyShorts.com. All of our info is on HollyShorts.com, or at least our, our contact section. You can email us directly there, and our phone number is there as well. So the contact section on HollyShorts.com, um, and then you can find myself, Nicole, or Theo there um also we're on facebook twitter instagram the whole deal we're holly shorts at holly shorts on instagram and twitter holly shorts film festival on facebook so we have we're, we're active on all the social platforms um i think we just have an now created a snapchat account too so we're doing all that stuff i don't use it but others will <laughs> so we'll have a <laughs> team helping us with snapchat and stuff i don't get into that but we have it um yeah so we're on all those platforms and then bitpix is bitpix tv.com so BitpixTV.com. tv.com And, uh, yeah, the site's up and live there. Find more info on it there. And, uh, yeah.
0: Excellent, excellent. And uh, finally, last question, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to the podcast?
1: Well, just for us and what relates to what we talked about with the festival, it's it's just for us, we just, you know, you have an idea. You got to just take a chance on it and just go with it and just do the best you can because that's all we try to do um and it's worked out for us it may one day won well, maybe it doesn't but but we feel happy at least and proud knowing we tried and uh we're giving it what we can what we can't give it our all and that's the same we see from the filmmakers that are in the festival and submit to the festival um you know in, in this town especially you got to just go for it and give it a chance and try no talking because we hear all this talking from a lot of people about a lot of things but you have an idea you believe in it you got to just go for it
0: well and and uh, my, my audience has heard me talk oftentimes. I wanted to start doing a podcast in April of 2014 I didn't actually post my first episode until March of 2016 because that's all it was it was just talk and I was planning and then I would be fine planning and I would just talk more and then plan more until finally I just decided I had to put up or shut up yeah so I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you you guys put up,
1: uh, and you're yeah, doing... you to, You know, don't talk about it. Be about it. That's uh, like sort of old old slogan motto. Just throw around. There you go. I like <laughs> it. All right. And um, real quick, it's um, August 11th through the 20th. Yeah, August 11th through 20th. TCL Chinese Theater Six. Uh, ignited spaces for the conference and panels we have a host of uh, i think about 15 panels we're doing concurrently with the festival uh from friday through thursday of the festival uh so the 12th to the 18th i believe that's the dates for the uh, conference at ignited spaces it's an office space we're renting up the street here for all of our panels um they're great they're great you know industry panels good discussions uh across the, the gamut of distribution talk filmmaking talk um shop talk and also have some cocktail sponsored stuff. Oh, there uh, you so go. it's you know, so you get a little something back for attending and <laughs> it's good fun and you know, we like to have enjoyable experiences as best we can. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's yeah happening over there. So we're, we're at the Chinese theater, and ignited space is all 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 fest and yeah, we kick off tomorrow night. What
0: time um what time daily does everything start? Can people start checking out the films?
1: It starts uh, well the, the tomorrow night is a is a seven thirty screening and then we have after party. Um, here at Chinese Theater and Om Nightclub and then the rest of the festival is Friday through through, all the way through it's everything starts at noon screenings wise all all through through midnight so basically 12 hours of screenings each day and then concurrently some party or event afterward Um, and then of course the panel's going on as well separately from Ignited Spaces so um, yeah so we're we're here at Chinese Theater once we start through Thursday tomorrow we get through that it's 12 to 12 every day basically
0: (laughs) excellent excellent that's long days but they should be fun ones all right Daniel thank you so much for oh, being here today I, I like I said I appreciate your uh your company your conversation of course no thanks for having me my, my
1: pleasure my pleasure
0: right. excellent and to everyone out there listening uh, hope you enjoyed this one uh, hopefully we'll see you at the festival and again you can find all the information all the contacts um, any and all links that we've mentioned on the show notes page and hopefully we'll see you here awesome. Workout nerd all right. out